From CPRI and the CPRI Knowledge Hub, this is Research Minutes, a weekly look at new and important research in education. Today we look at early childhood education and a new study examining whether full-day pre-K can lead to improved outcomes for students. When I talk to people about the study, almost everyone says, well, I think we already know the answer to that question. But then people go on to tell me very different things, which of course tells me that we don't know the answer to this question. We welcome University of Colorado Boulder researcher, Allison Atterbury, lead author of the study which provides the first rigorous evidence of the impact of full-day preschool on children's school readiness skills. But we were surprised to see that the effects were consistently positive and quite large in cognition, literacy, math, physical development, and socio-emotional development. Atterbury joins CPRI Knowledge Hub Managing Editor Keith Hugh-Miller to discuss her findings and some potential implications for pre-K policy, practice, and future research. Well, one of the preliminary findings that we're starting to explore is that it seems like there may be some unexpected, unintended impact for young children in full-day settings to regulate sleep schedules. That's an example of the kind of thing we're going to be able to do in the future. That's right now on Research Minutes. Hi, and welcome to Research Minutes. I'm Keith Umeller, Managing Editor of the CPRI Knowledge Hub. Today, I'm happy to be speaking with Allison Atterbury, Assistant Professor of Research and Evaluation Methodology at the University of Colorado Boulder School of Education. Thanks so much for joining us, Allison. Glad to be here. So today we're discussing your new study, co-authored with the University of Virginia's Daphna Basak and Vivian Wong, titled The Effects of Full-Day Pre-Kindergarten, Experimental Evidence of Impacts on Children's School Readiness. It was just published in Educational Evaluation and Policy Analysis, and it offers an unprecedented look at the impact of full-day preschool on measures such as cognition, literacy, and social-emotional development. To start, could you just set the stage for us a little bit? How common is full-day preschool in the U.S., and and are there reasons for the increasing level of interest it has been seeing from both policymakers and researchers like yourself? Well, unlike in kindergarten, where about 80% of kindergartners are in a full-day setting, it's much less common in preschoolers. Between 2000 and 2016, the percentage of preschoolers in a full-day setting has risen from 47 to 54%, but that's still quite a bit lower than what we see in kindergarten. So why is there so much interest? I think the reason it's of interest right now is because research is consistently telling us that we should be looking to early childhood education experiences as a strong potential lever to have an effect on children's life trajectories, okay? So that's a very promising area. While we do know that some early childhood education programming has the potential to have lasting effects, we really still don't know enough about how exactly what features of those programs consistently produce lasting effects. And that's where full versus half-day pre-K comes in. One of the hypothesized features that might lead to lasting effects is having more time in the pre-K setting. So the other reason this is of interest right now, of course, is because unlike kindergarten, where full day is already the norm, 
It's still the case that only about half of children are in full day settings in pre-K. And the other thing that's really important is choosing to offer full day is actually incredibly expensive as a policy. It really, it doubles the amount of classrooms and teachers that a district needs to teach the same number of children. So the real question for policymakers is not just, is this effective? Is this a good choice? But is it the most effective use of uh, limited funding? That might be a partial answer to my next question. I'm curious to know what drew you to this line of research. Um, were there specific knowledge gaps you were hoping to fill? Yeah, one of the interesting experiences I've had while conducting this research study on full versus half day pre-K is that when I talk to people about the study, almost everyone says, well, I think we already know the answer to that question. But then people go on to tell me very different things, which, of course, tells me that we don't know the answer to this question. So some people think that, of course, more formal schooling and classroom time is clearly better. Others think that this age group really isn't well suited to a full seven hour day of classroom time and it might not be developmentally appropriate and that there might be better ways to spend that time. So I think that is one of the things that we were kind of coming in trying to learn. In addition to that, while there is some limited empirical evidence about full versus half day preschool, this is the first published research that uses an experimental research design based on a lottery that the district did for full day spot offers, which is essentially the gold standard approach for estimating causal effects that we can really believe in. So I think that's the gap we're hoping to fill to kind of solve this debate about whether full day is appropriate for children of this age and to use the best methods we possibly can. Could you give us maybe a little bit of background on how this particular study came to be? Sure, I think it's really interesting because this set of colleagues, myself and Daphna Basak and Vivian Wong, we all have shared research interests that are very related to this project. But actually, we didn't go looking for this study. This study came looking for us. In fact, someone who worked in the district of this study, Westminster Public Schools, cold emailed me to say that they were looking to find someone who could help them study their new full day preschool program. They wanted an external researcher to help them know if at the end of the day, it had positive impacts on their kids' outcomes and if they should continue to offer it. So I instantly responded to that email. We had a phone call and we quickly realized that all of the ingredients were in place for a really great study. That is, you know, a really proactive district partner that values research, real dedication and commitment to learning from their choices and thinking about doing what it takes to conduct high quality, time intensive research, the clear capacity and strong leadership that were brought in. And in addition to that, working with a particular population that many districts across the country could really learn from and that I felt really passionate about helping. So then I wrote a full proposal to conduct the evaluation study and the rest is basically history. But the interesting thing to me is that the person who reached out to me later told me that he'd emailed a bunch of university professors and none of them had even bothered to respond. So to me, there's something really interesting about this story. It suggests that even though this kind of partnered research is a clear win-win for both academics and public agencies, I think there must be some real barriers historically to creating these kinds of strong research practice partnerships. And so I think for me going forward, I'm really interested in learning about how we can have more opportunities for 
public education agencies and academics to really meet in the middle and do some great research together. So this study centered on a public school district in Colorado serving roughly 10,000 students, most of whom were from low-income minority households, and roughly a third of whom are non-native English speakers. Could you give us an overview of your approach and why why your team felt this district was particularly relevant to your research? Yes, we think that this is a population that's incredibly important to both study and also to serve. So you can imagine that the provision of full-day pre-K options actually would be more impactful for some communities and some families than others. So for families that have extensive financial resources, greater housing and employment stability, all the privilege that comes along with English fluency, and are surrounded by enrichment resources for their young children, the need for a full-day pre-K setting might be less urgent. But for families with a single parent or two working parents, half-day preschool schedules are hard. You either have to pick your child up in the middle of the day at 11 a.m. and find childcare options for the rest of the workday, or for p.m. half-day sessions, you have to drop your child off at 12, 12 o'clock in the afternoon and pick your child up again at 3 you can imagine how challenging this could be. So we thought this might be a really high leverage change to early childhood education offerings in this particular district, Westminster. In addition to that, the key ingredient for designing this study that would yield unbiased causal effects, that is, that doesn't suffer from that classic correlation is not causation mistake that research often makes, is that the district was already planning to conduct a lottery for their full day pre-K spots. They knew that there would be about twice as much interest in the full day slots that they could financially support and they needed a fair way to decide which applicants would receive those slots. So we basically leveraged that lottery opportunity as a way to conduct an experiment at the same time they were doing the very thing they needed to be doing anyway. So let's jump right into the results. One of your most substantial findings, I understand, involved uh, children's vocabulary skill development over the course of the program. Yes, our study team assessed each child individually at the very start and the very end of the pre-K year. The children who were randomly offered a spot in a full-day classroom scored about 0.26 standard deviations higher on an assessment of receptive vocabulary called the PPVT than study children that were offered a half-day spot. And for those who don't think really in standard deviations in their head, we can make a very rough translation uh, of that standard deviation amount to nearly two additional months of learning for those who are assigned to the full-day pre-K. So two additional months on top of you know, a typical nine-month school year is a pretty significant amount. And your team also found that full-day pre-K participants outperformed their peers on teacher-reported measures, such as literacy, math, and social-emotional development. That's right. We have to be a little bit more cautious about this set of results because unlike the PPVT that our study team administered externally, these other assessments that were conducted by teachers were done within Westminster, and therefore we don't have any data, we have missing data for any study children who left the district and therefore weren't able to participate in those teacher-administered assessments. That said, about 75% of our study children do have that data, 
but we were surprised to see that the effects were consistently positive and quite large in cognition, literacy, math, physical development, and socio-emotional development. So did those findings end with the pre-K program, or were you able to track any outcomes into kindergarten entry? That's a great question. We've really just begun to do this important work to see if the initial positive impacts that seem to be there by the end of pre-K are still apparent as children move through K and beyond. There has been some prior research that brings into question whether early childhood education intervention impacts actually fade away with time. So in this study that was recently published, we do actually find that the children randomly assigned to full day pre-K, their effects are still present once children move into their kindergarten year. So this is just the most preliminary evidence that these impacts don't immediately fade away. That said, we have been adding two additional cohorts to the study and will be following all 800 study children through a minimum of third grade to see what the medium term impacts look like as well. So we still have a lot of work to do. I'd be curious to know what you think the implications here What do you think policymakers, program managers, and others across the U.S. can take away from this study? I think that we hope that districts, school leaders, and teachers will really keep an eye on this study over the next couple of years. As I mentioned, we're really just getting started, and we're really excited about the initial promise we're seeing in these results. Uh, But there's still a lot of questions that we have left to answer. And that crucial question about potential fade-out has yet to be solved. Soon, though, we hope that this study will help public school districts serving populations like those in Westminster uh, make that leap into offering more full-day pre-K options. And the other thing that I hope that eventually we'll be able to add to this conversation is questions about whether this is a cost-effective approach to improving outcomes for young children. You already answered my last question uh, a little bit, but I would be curious to know if you think there are opportunities here for future research, either for your team or for others who might be working in this realm of full-day pre-K? Yeah, I'm really glad you asked that because there are other features of the study that we haven't gotten to report yet that are going to be so fascinating and just wouldn't be possible without the extreme support uh, and commitment of our Westminster district and teacher partnerships. So the neat things that we're going to be able to do come from the fact that we also administer surveys to teachers and families for all children. And the district also allowed us to observe both full and half day classroom settings and and kind of keep track of what's going on in those classrooms. So in the future, we think we're also going to be able to look into how the offer of full day pre-K, for example, affects the lives of families, like their ability to take on employment opportunities, parental stress, and the cost of childcare, And in addition, we're going to see some evidence about not just that full day pre-K is a potentially a good choice for districts, but how time is used in Westminster in those two settings that really helps us understand why the full day setting happens to be uh, good for children. And so, for example, one of the preliminary findings that we're starting to explore is that it seems like there may be some unexpected, unintended impact for young children in full day settings to regulate sleep schedules. And 
the research on the uh, importance of sleep for young children is is really robust. And so that's an example of the kind of thing we're going to be able to go ahead and do in the future. Well, Allison, this is remarkable work, and I would encourage our listeners to read the full article. Again, it's titled The Effects of Full-Day Pre-Kindergarten, Experimental Evidence of Impacts on Children's School Readiness, and it was just published in Educational Evaluation and Policy Analysis. Allison Atterbury, thanks so much for joining us today. Thank you, and thanks so much for your time. Thanks for listening to this week's Research Minutes, presented by the CPRI Knowledge Hub. For more episodes of this podcast, or to subscribe to this series, visit us at researchminutes.org. To share thoughts on today's episode, or to suggest future topics, follow us on Twitter at CPRI Hub. That's C-P-R-E Hub. <laughs>